0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Social Ninjas Podcast, where your hosts, Kyle and Jeremy, have vulnerable conversations with the most successful entrepreneurs in the world to learn how they created and maintained an optimal mental health while building a thriving business. If you are an entrepreneur in the early stages of building your business, who wants to learn techniques, tips, and tricks to improve your mental health to keep you and your business running smoothly, you're in the right spot. Quick disclaimer before starting the show. Kyle, Jeremy, and the guests they bring on the show are not health professionals and what they say should not be used in place of a replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Social Ninjas podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle. Join with me as always, the other co-host, Jeremiah What is up, Jeremiah?
1: Oh, I'm doing all right. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for today. We have a beautiful episode.
0: <laughs> that was pretty do, good, right? Do. That was really good. Thank you. We have a very special guest with us today, and her name is Shanti. What is up? Yay! Hello. And just to clarify, because sometimes I forget to ask, is that how you pronounce your name? Is it Shanti? Shanti,
2: Shanti. It's uh, you can. It's an Indian name. So uh, I like I
0: like Shanti. Shanti. All right, nailed it. Let's go. (laughs) So Shanti, for people who don't know who you are. Can you give us a little background and kind of what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, well. Actually, I pronounce my name is Shanti, so I'm gonna keep on doing that. But uh, I'm Shanti Chick, and uh, well, I, learned, I like the American. I like the American version. I really like it. So Shanti is also uh, fine. But um, I, I come from Amsterdam in Holland, Europe, far away from you guys. And um, yeah, I was asked by Jeremy to, to give a TED talk because of my, uh, or to do a podcast because of my TEDx talk, which I gave already, I think, almost two or three years ago. And it was about self-love. And yes, exactly, self-love. That's also <laughs> actually what Jeremy really uh, <laughs> expresses beautiful. It's on the front of the book I wrote. It's a heart that embraces itself. Um, And what brought me to to deep, true self-love was a big loss in my life, uh, the loss of my son and his grandmother. And um, at that period in my life, I really, really, really had to start truly loving myself. Um, And by doing that... I um I got a lot of lessons uh where I used to think that self-love was about being positive all the time uh about uh feeling good, feeling better. I learned that self-love was more about self-acceptance. Um so of course after the loss I had uh very difficult days and sad days. Um And I don't want to compare with others, but I think we all have difficult days. I mean, we all suffer from smaller, bigger things, but we all suffer. And I really had to learn that self-love was, um, yeah, saying it's okay on the bad day. It's okay. And yeah, I can continue. Maybe it's... This is already a bit of an intro. I don't know. <laughs> I can keep on talking, but it's not, I don't want to give a TED talk here already uh, again. I mean, so. no,
1: that's fine. Um, are you open to talking about what happened and what you did to kind of get through it?
2: What do you mean with what happened? You mean how the loss happened or? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's, it's an intensive story, but I, I also told it in my, in my TED talk um, because it's part of the story. Um, my son and uh, his grandmother were, ki- were killed by my ex, and he also killed himself, and I survived. And that's now about four years ago. happened. So my ex was very ill, everyone can uh, understand, um, and in a lot of hate, frustration. And on that day itself, I, I, I thought I'm going through, I'm going to go through a hell but I'm going to keep on choosing love and not the hate where my ex was in. I'm not going to act out of that too. So I'm going to live for my son, his grandmother and myself now. And I'm going to write about it. I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was a survival. I don't know, but it was also really, really, um, yeah, such a black and white, uh, position. You know what I mean? It's like, you can really become depressed and, and you don't want to live anymore, or you're you're going through with with uh, strength. We say that right? And sometimes my English might be missing out, so uh, just ask. And yeah, that's uh, how I also got to write the books that I wrote, um, because this loss also. Um, Brought me a lot, a lot of insights. Actually, it also felt like I was reborn, um, and that I want to um, celebrate the love they are and they still are. And I also still feel a lot of the connection with my son in many things. And I don't say physically he is still here, but you know, there's there's a lot of. synchronicity, I don't know if that's a weird word, but it's like little signs. I believe that everything is connected with each other. And I I don't say he is still here, but he's a big angel in my life and a lot of miracles are happening on a daily base. For example, he was 11 months and 11 days when he passed away and his name is Elfin, uh, which also has number 11 in it in Dutch. And he was 11 kilos, many things with 11. And I kept on seeing eleven, eleven, especially in the first year after loss and that kind of little signs that made me feel like I was doing the right thing after the loss. Yeah.
1: What did you, what did you, when it happened? Um, I can't imagine how hard that was. Can you tell us a little bit about... Um, the process of healing and what you did to, in essence, take you to where you are now.
2: Um, I, I ask myself like fifty times a day, "What are you feeling now, Shant? What are you feeling now?" So I, I try to stay mindful. Uh, I read the books of Eckhart Tolle uh, already then, and I love I love this guy. He's my he's my hero. Um, I wanted to stay in this moment. So I, I, I embraced the sadness when it would come up. And of course, in the first weeks it kept coming up and, and in I had to feel it to go through. In grief, you cannot skip sadness and you just have to embrace the, the, the waves that come. That's my how I experienced it. Um, but then also a big thing and how I dealt with it was by accepting in a way that it's, it's not okay what happened, but accepting in a way, hey, there's a new day today, and I'm gonna embrace this new day. And whatever comes, if it's sadness, if it's joy, if it's anger, it's all okay. I'm gonna allow myself to feel it all, and to face it all. And I'm not gonna allow myself to go into too much thinking about what could have been different or how, you know, to make yourself anxious or like crazy in your mind, like shit, but if I would have been there, Earlier, how our mind can trick us sometimes uh, going in the past or in the future, which is not there, so mindfulness really helped me uh, there and um, and yeah I don't know what what drove me, but after quite a little while, I wrote a book, and after that, a second book, and it also felt like it became like a mission to to keep on sharing about. Uh, that it's okay to have bad days too, in any case, and also that that is self love. So, to yeah, I started giving workshops, and my my second book is called The Power of Self Love. But afterwards, I thought it might have it, a good title would also have been The Power of Self Acceptance, because I think that's the essence of self love. Like, we can say, "Oh, I love myself. I'm gonna go a day to the spa, take good care of myself." But what if you have a really bad day? What if you really can't get out of bed or you feel, a... and then you, you feel guilty because you're not positive and you don't love yourself. But then if you accept yourself at a day like this, I think we all have better days and, and worse days. And on the little worse days, maybe if you can accept yourself and say, hey, Shant, it's okay. I said that to myself, it's okay. It's gonna pass. And then it passed. And then the day after, I felt joy again. I felt happiness again. So, yeah. That's... um...
0: So, I imagine it was hard to get to that point. Was there, like, something that kind of triggered that that self-acceptance? Like, oh, hey, I need to just learn to accept this because what I'm doing right now is not working
2: well you know what it was to be honest um i always uh before from 15 years to 20 years 28 years i always was either in love or in a relationship so i i was always looking for the love outside of myself and mm-hmm. we can do it in uh, in in um here's my my cat mouse <laughs> uh we can do it in different ways, in ambition, in in a bigger car, whatever, and I'd had it in in the relationship. So I was always looking for a soulmate. And um, after this loss, I couldn't escape. I couldn't escape anymore. I had to accept also the difficult feelings which I was always running away from by falling in love again. And from a nice guy to they got worse and worse and worse. And I ended with a very unhealthy relationship. and then this loss. So what? now I really had to find out if I wanted to go on with life, how to really, really accept and love myself first. It was like, that was my...
1: That brings up something I thought, I'm thinking of. Do you think in a way you brought on that relationship with that guy? because, Or that unhealthy relationship, as you said, because you had an unhealthy relationship with yourself?
2: Yeah, I, I, you definitely can say that. I... I always thought I was raised quite spiritually, which with that I mean is that my parents visited gurus or spiritual teachers and all those things. So I was raised with the topics, but I wasn't truly loving myself and um, um, yeah, I I was looking for the perfect picture and the relationship in which I was in actually started as the perfect picture, like a dream. But it ended, of course, yeah, in, in the worst nightmare. So um, there were a lot of lessons for me in there. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> you talk about self-acceptance being a, a huge tool for you. And just from personal experience, I've struggled in the past. It took me a long time to learn that tool and really accept myself for who i am and i wonder how do you if someone's reaching out to you you know wanting to learn how to learn to accept themselves how do you how do you nudge them in the right direction or do you have any tips to help them get there
2: i think for me i always say for me it's a process too I mean, it's. I think until I'm 80 and older, it's going to be a process. I always say self-love is not an end destination, but it's a whole life journey. So for me too, I'm still learning um, parts of it. And I think the first thing is uh, trying to be patient and really take it, take it as a m- mantra to say to yourself a lot through the day, it's okay, it's okay, whatever, if you're moody, if you can't get things right, if you feel good, if... You- to tell yourself in everything that you feel that it's okay. So like, like uh, that's that's really a start. And uh, someday, some days are easier for me than others too. And I think that's for everyone. And I think it's very important in these topics also to really share that we're all in this together. You know, it's not that there's some person that has uh, reached an end destination and that person is going to tell the whole world now how to do it. You know, we're all in this together and we that's why I love that you're doing this podcast also because, yeah, I think there are many uh, roads leading to Rome and you are giving many people a chance and also uh, share your own uh, experiences, uh, how to get there, you know? So but in, in other words, I don't have, um, I think it's all a personal road, how we get there. I don't have the answers for others. I like to ask questions over uh, telling people what to do.
0: That's yeah, I, I like the uh, the mantra of saying like, it's okay to feel that way. Cause I mean, I, I can think of times where I just, where it felt like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling upset and then i feel bad for feeling upset. And like the reality is, we all have days like that. You know, we all have days where we get angry or upset or depressed, happy, whatever it is. And it's just part of it. And you just have to accept and tell yourself, like you said, with that kind of mantra, like, that's okay to feel that way.
2: It's really okay. And and, and we learn in this society a lot that, first of all, the, the, the happiness is in the future. So we have to work for it, like a, a horse that walks after, uh, you know, the carrot and he's hmm. waiting to get it. And uh, or for the bigger job, the better house, the better partner. But the truth is, yeah, it's it's the, the happiness is within us. But it's also it lies also in accepting, uh, yeah, the the difficult the so called difficult emotions.
1: I think. This reminds me of your. He said. He talked about Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. And he always he always says, "Stress happens when you resist what is." <laughs> yeah, I love
2: him. Yeah, I love him. He's, oh, uh, he's a master. He's a true
1: master. Yeah. I was trying to do his accent. It probably wasn't the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's it's so true. I I think uh like within the journey of it because I have I still go through it like this morning. <laughs> And it's just that self-compassion. Like mm. when I'm in a really bad place, I, I ask myself, all right, if I was giving advice to my best friend, what advice would I give that person? And almost give that advice to myself in that moment can, can be so challenging. Um,
2: yes, it's a process, right? Which you learn, but you know it. So you know it and then you can, like also teaching our brains to focus on uh, to look at things uh, which we have instead of we don't have but that's a whole learning process because we're yeah our are trained or our brains are used to uh, focusing on what we don't have
1: yeah actually I listened to a TEDx on resilience this lady went through something really challenging and she talked about how um, satisfaction and happiness aren't natural it is because it didn't serve us when we were cavemen cave women like you leave a cave and on the left there's a saber-toothed tiger and on the right there's sunshine and rainbows and just amazingness if we concentrated on the sunshine rainbows and amazingness that saber tooth tiger would get us
2: yep Beautiful.
1: so the wi- yeah so with that like awareness that we're programmed to look at the negative that we have to actually be um, conscious and put effort into looking at the things that we have or the, the, the positive things that happen to us each day
2: mm, beautiful yeah it's it's from old right it's from from that old time but then now we uh, we have to reprogram <laughs> yeah it takes time
1: so I'm curious, like the journey of your reprogram, as I heard you just say.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm still in it a lot. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I, I'm starting to get more and more like um, see when I'm, for example, complaining. So um, I, I wrote it in my book, in the power of self-love, I called it the, the, the overthinking spiral. So, when you think one thought, for example, I, I put an example in the book with an ex, and then, oh, I, I didn't receive a message. Oh, you see, he doesn't like me. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, and then you, you get yourself totally down. But as soon as you recognize you're, you're doing it, uh, you can think of something positive. And you can first say, it's okay, I feel shit now because of all this thinking bringing me down. And then, as soon as you recognize it and you think, hey, but I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for my cat, I'm grateful for you know, and then you bring yourself up again, and I'm practicing with that too. I'm practicing still, so it's it's yeah takes time for everyone and uh, I think the I think my biggest part or or my biggest task is to keep on uh accepting myself in all that I face, yeah.
0: Hello, this is Kyle, your favorite co-host of the Social Ninjas podcast. Don't worry, I won't tell Jeremy. Uh, I just want to share with you all this really awesome mental health app designed specifically for men. So we all know that mental well-being takes practice, it takes strength, and it takes vulnerability, which for us men is sometimes kind of hard. It's not something that we fix, it's something that we honor And no man needs to do that alone. That's where the Tether app comes into play. It's an area to practice those skills. With the app, you get access to peer programming, content, and a 24-7 support network where you can support other men and be supported yourself. It's not just a place to come when you're having a bad day. It's for every single day, and we celebrate a lot in the app. It's available on the App Store and Google Play Store for free. All you got to do is go check it out. Go download it. It is the Tether app, and that's T-E-T-H-R. Go download it right now, then come back to the podcast and listen. And I heard you talk about this earlier, but it kind of reminds me of what you just said And being able to be aware of the thoughts that you're having and to really just practice that mindfulness and what does your mindfulness practices look like? What do you do to try to stay in a mindful mind as hard as it is, especially um, in today's world compared to caveman era? (laughs)
2: For me, it's really, really uh, important to to meditate. Like I do it like twice a day now on Joe Dispenza's meditations lately. But I also love uh, watching uh, Eckhart Tolle, and also using a lot of uh, that I learned from Eckhart Tolle, like observing your thoughts or thinking what's the next thought I'm gonna think, and then it becomes quiet for a while. And, but I think meditation, yeah, really is because if I do that in the morning and in the evening, I'm becoming more conscious through the day, and I, I will recognize it faster when it's going in a negative way. So that's that's number one, uh, most important uh, to re- to learn to reprogram because also for me it's quite a yeah it's quite a task you know it's not just uh, done with one day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I like it's not just done in one day, and I think. Well, um in my in my observation I've seen people want to go from like zero to a hundred miles an hour in like an instant which is not possible so it's like being realistic with those winds and I love the like observing one's thoughts yeah. and it just it makes me think of what I try what I definitely work on is that my thoughts don't define me and I notice when I like get into this space of these thoughts are running my life that's when things don't go well yeah
2: yeah exactly exactly they're just they're
1: just thoughts they're separate of me and i can pick and choose which ones i kind of listen to
2: and you you also recognize them right like when you see them running your life you're like oh hey this is just my thinking or
1: yeah yes yeah, there are old stories that used to serve me and helped in a, in the past for like in the past and don't anymore. And I'm like, oh, I noticed I'm having the thought that, <laughs> you know, I, I noticed, um, yeah, I noticed that I have the thought that, like separating yourself from the thought has helped me so much.
2: Yeah, I think it's also helping. And what I also discovered after, I mean, it's, it's good to be um, busy with, with mindfulness and all those practices and observing the mind. But I think it's also what I also learned, uh, it's important to find out what you love doing also. It's not just only being for me. Then I can also go and live on a mountain and I'll go crazy after three days because I'm far too impatient and social for that, you know? So I think it's, it's also self-love also. It's a lot about finding out uh, what you, yeah, love to do and, and do that a lot. So then even the mindfulness also goes a lot easier and better uh, than when you, for example, do a job four or five days a week and, and which you don't really like. Because then your mind also will be very more chatty right because you you are unhappy with the life circumstances.
0: So what is it that you love to do?
2: Well, uh, sharing writing is, is a lot yeah and I'm, I'm now building a self-love school in, in Dutch uh, online. Awesome. With an online program and I hope to uh, also bring it in English and also bring it offline so that there will be a real school where people can come to share. And it will be more like a community, uh, which I said, it's not that I'm the sort of self-love guru who's gonna tell everyone, you know, I like to, because you know a lot about this, you know a lot about that, I know. So if we bring all those voices together in one place, like you guys are doing actually, so you are, uh, I can learn a lot from you guys and maybe we can even work together. Then uh, in this community, people can also learn and teach about self love. So we're on the same we're on the same frequency actually. (laughs) As I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my god, you guys are already doing this (laughs) in in a way. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Just have a random idea of like social ninjas, and then we have like everyone's kind of schools that like uh, of people. That we've interviewed, ooh, (laughs) self-love school featuring Shanti. (laughs) How did you get your name?
2: Like the social ninjas, I I
1: love it. It's like,
2: but it doesn't really say something about self-love yet.
1: We were both very challenged with social anxiety. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: the opposite story is social ninja as opposed to social anxiety.
0: Jeremy came up with the name, honestly.
1: (laughs) It was just yeah, it was a spur of the moment thing. It was not we it was definitely not an overthinking moment. <laughs> it just sounded so, cool.
0: I think so we both just like wrote up five ideas. <laughs>
2: right. Great, great job you're doing.
0: No. Thank you. So I also heard that one of the things you love doing was podcasting on the Social Ninjas.
2: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes absolutely yes i love also making podcasts and i love the work that you guys are doing i mean it's um so important to share about this topic
1: do you do any social like or sorry not social do you do any self-love coaching
2: yeah i do and i also gave some workshops uh so that was more like group uh kind of yeah coaching or sessions and I want to do it more online also and I I would love to do it in English but as you see sometimes my English still is is missing out but practice 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 yeah
1: I think it's great
2: oh thanks practice practice yeah yeah and and also with this uh uh, self-love school there will be, of course, sessions and with the online program. And I actually, there, I'm sure I'm going to work together with you guys there as well. I would love that. I would be honored to do a webinar, for example, with all the insights that you got about self-love, because there will be a lot. <laughs> so many about it.
1: What are some of your favorite um, exercises you like doing with like, people who are having trouble loving themselves?
2: Yeah, I'm coming, I, I created a method, and the method is called after my son Alvin, and with the S before itself in. Wow. And it's, it's about also this acceptance, so first, really accept that you have trouble. It's okay, you know, you're not going to fight it, you're not going to want to make it better. And after that... Work with affirmations, with positive thinking, and feeling, feeling, feeling. Cry, cry, cry. Feel, feel all the fear, feel all the the, the pain. You know, give it. Start learning. Given, given it space. That's very important. I think that's what I learned. That was my biggest lesson, and uh, that's also the biggest. Yeah, for many people, a big lesson because we don't learn. On school, how to feel difficult emotions, or from our parents most of the time. So it's it's a new thing in an adult life most of the time. And I believe if we don't feel those feelings, we become ill or burnt out, or you know, very. It
1: also, grows until to try to until we feel them almost.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really healing Is healing. So that's how I work with people also. It, it more comes down to self-acceptance also and feeling and then positive thinking and yeah, acceptance again all the time
1: <laughs> i never forget the first time i was feeling super angry and i was like scared of my anger and i just like yeah. i was like i did not want to feel this anger i was just so uncomfortable and then I, I went into a space of like turn it up times a hundred and feel that anger times a hundred and i'll never forget that experience it was so scary <laughs> but like huh
2: how did you express it did you like scream
1: or yeah I screamed I like like, went all out I was screaming (laughs) yeah I went out and then all of a sudden I felt it like like, times a million and then I felt it and I "Ah," I was screaming and all of a sudden it was like a champagne bottle (laughs) popped and my tears started coming down that I had been there for many many years and after that wow I felt so much better
2: Wow! Wow, that's great that you shared this because anger is, is I think, one of the most uh, pulled away emotions. So that's what, and also with me, even after the loss, I had to uh, get some help a few times from people to really release that anger or really even recognize it. And then, and also by screaming and smashing into pillows and like my neighbors were thinking I was I was really losing it, but I just had to do it because it the energy has to get out, right? So. It's uh, actually something I would like to work with in the future as well. To, uh, Ooh, embracing I like the that. anger. The Power of Anger will be my next book.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anger. Anger if uh, directed correctly is so powerful, in my opinion. I think it, a lot of people are so scared of their anger that it can actually be used for very positive change. It's
2: true, yeah
1: like if someone's treating you terribly or says something mean like hey like really use it as like a superpower almost like hey how you're treating me is not okay that's not happening and if you're going to continue to treat me like like that I'm not going to talk to you anymore
2: like wow. are you assertive now or have, you were always or
1: junior? no i I it's learned and it's a practice I have like because of my whole story so I want it to be liked by everybody so I would not say how I felt because I was scared to like not be liked by some, someone even though it's not healthy because I was not being authentic
2: yeah absolutely wow I think that's also a big story because I think that's something we all also get learned right you want to be accepted by people and then uh, that's a whole journey anyway. yeah amazing and you Kyle what's your uh What's your, uh, what's, what, what would be your number one thing on self-love? If if you would, what's your.
0: My number one thing on self-love for me, the the, the biggest thing was kind of even talking a lot about was self-acceptance. I Mm -hmm. can remember growing up and I just, I did not like the way I looked. I didn't like how, you know, how pale I was. I didn't like that I had blonde hair. I thought it was, I thought all oh, like the the cool kids that I wanted to be like had you know brown hair or looked some other way, and so for me it was just finally getting to the point where I just accepted myself, and, and I had to kind of like the dialogue going in my head was like I can either want to be like these other people and you know want to have control over these things that I have no absolute control over or I can learn to accept and just love everything about me, love that I'm pale and like actually like take pride in it and love my blonde hair. Like people try to dye their hair blonde. like it comes naturally for me. So that that's kind of the, the approach I took and it was super helpful.
2: Wow! Wow!
0: That's really uh, big. Also, like that's a big a button you switch, right? A big change in. Yeah, yeah. It it took a long time to get to that
1: point, but yeah. It, it, reminds, it reminds me of the quote: "Like you, 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 uh, you could be hated for your who you're not." See, mine's. Oh, hold on. You can be. Oh, I forgot. What was the, only, the quote I'm talking about, Kyle? You might be hated for who you are not. So you might as well be who you are, something like that.
0: Nice. Like, like nice. people, I like people.
1: That.
0: It's like. Yeah, it's heard that. An, quote. Sounds good. Though. It's
1: like an authenticity thing. Like people can change who they are, try to be liked by everybody, but you'll, you'll still be hated by a certain amount of people.
2: I really like that, and it's yep. really happening in the world now. So I like to see that. You know, it's like going from fake to more authentic. I think, and I love that because I was never good at fake. I think <laughs> with my <laughs> mother and. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, amazing. What time is it there now, by the way?
1: We're in different places.
2: Oh yeah, you're in different places. Huh? I thought America and Holland, but that's not how it works. Of course, <laughs> it's also different in America. <laughs>
1: oh. For Kyle, it is three forty-five, and for me, it's twelve forty-five. afternoon and 3.45 afternoon
0: as well? Or Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Going back to authenticity though, kind of like you said, trying to keep up of trying to be something you're not is far more exhausting than actually just being your authentic self and it's such a release when you can, I mean, easier said than done, but find that or not Yeah, find that authenticity and really step into it and be it instead of trying to be someone else or something else or think some way or whatever.
2: Yeah. And also do you have like a, a tip that, that people would make the switch with?
0: Oh man, I'm being interviewed. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yeah. My tip would be, I mean, kind of like, just like that, that dialogue I had. (laughs) Oh, stop it. That kind of like that dialogue I just had with myself in my head. And I I think that would be the tip I would give to other people is to really just talk to yourself about it, you know, build that relationship with yourself and kind of ask yourself these questions. Kind of like I did, like, you know, can I, can I change my skin color? Can I change my hair color? I guess I could do that. But then it was like, well, is it really worth it? You know, is, is there a point or should I just learn to be like the true me? Cause I can never, ever keep up to these other like standards or whatever. I'm putting people on, on a pedestal and be this other person that I'm just absolutely not. Like, I just I can't do it. It's exhausting to try and be someone that you're not. And it's just easier to just be you and just love love you for you and like I said easier said than done definitely takes practice for sure yeah it
2: sounds just like a, like it's just starting there love research you're doing there so it's a bit like making the the weird thoughts about yourself like try to make them logical but they're not logical so then right and you just right. you are because that's more logical than and, and nicer than make the whole weird steps to, which you cannot even make
0: yeah exactly
2: yeah. Well, change your skin color is quite difficult i think
0: yeah well, i can change it to red if i go out in the sun long enough <laughs> <laughs> but um one question we like to ask all our podcast guests is if you had a message that you could send to everybody in the world what would it be
2: well, really, find your way to to love yourself because there's not my way will not be uh, your way. Um, my tips could help in your way, but you know you're going for the rest of your life through one door with yourself. And yeah, I really believe self love is the start of a loving world. So when you love yourself, it's the things around you also start to change. And um, yeah, start with accepting yourself. That's that's the essence of self love.
0: Love it. So if people want to get in contact with you or follow you on social media, where can they find you at?
2: It's my name on Instagram, Shanti Shiks.
0: Not Shanti.
2: Jeremy can't talk anymore, I see.
1: I was taking notes. <laughs> I have um, the essence of self-love starts with self-acceptance.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You're like, that's, who said that? <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said hey, you that. yourself. <laughs> cool. yep. um, Thank you
2: guys for this amazing
1: uh, chin. Oh, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, hey,
2: where can I find all of your podcasts?
0: Are you are you setting us up for the plugs? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah we're on well I guess everybody listening kind of knows this but <laughs> for, for your purposes, <laughs> um, uh, yeah we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify Spotify okay so great
2: um, I'm yeah sure. well, all,
0: all the main major ones you can also find us at the social ninjas for all
2: my Dutch friends who will watch this not from America not knowing you yet so now
1: they know oh it's it's good it's very good it's really good you check out the social ninjas podcast it's amazing (laughs) yay speaking of it being very good i heard lots of our listeners
0: have been leaving us five-star reviews which first of all i want to thank you for doing that that is so helpful because it helps us push our podcast up get up in the top charts be able to get up in the, the the mental health genre so we can reach more and more people Speaking of which, if you're listening to this and you haven't left us a five-star review, what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding, but please- Hey, love, 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 love. <laughs> I was like, let me tone it back. We did just talk about self-love. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode, please <laughs> go leave us a five-star review. And if you really love not just this episode, but the podcast itself, and maybe you even love Jeremy and I just extremely much, you can actually support the podcast and us so we can keep finding amazing guests like Shanti and others. So you can, we have a Patreon set up. If you go to the social ninjas podcast.com, you can find that ways to support us. We also have like a, a listener survey that you can take that really helps us find different topics and different things that we can make the podcast even better for you.
1: So it's this, all about you. Yeah. And, and if you don't love us, that's Okay. And at the same time, love yourself. At the same (laughs) same time, we uh, came up with the idea to interview people who have done self-love TEDx's off of a survey. We did. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Until then, (laughs) we'll see you next week.